Hey guys, welcome back to Gem Podcasts. And these past two days have been crazy. Like, they have actually been crazy. Um, I went to this thing, and it's called Freedom Encounter. And it is a thing that River Valley puts on. It's free. And it is kind of what it says it is. It is an encounter with God's freedom. And... Oh my goodness, it it was so good, so much better than I could have even thought. And I originally wasn't, I probably wasn't going to go. Someone, you know, told me, so grateful. Someone told me, they're like, you know what, Jarrett? I think, I think you need to go to Freedom Encounter. And I was like, okay, like I'll go. And even when I said I was going to go, I it wasn't like a high priority on my mind. I put it in my calendar and I was like, okay. <clears throat> you know, I think I'm I think I'm going to do this. It just so happened to be um an available time slot for me and I was like, okay. I'll do this. And it completely knocked my socks off. Um night 1, it was from like I think like 6:30 to 9:30. And it was all about our identity. And that, it really rocked my world. And I can't tell you what part about that was so world rocking, but the Lord just opened my eyes to what reality is in the sense of I had heard these same things all my life. And... You know, you you can know something in your mind, but until you, like, really believe it and know it in your, like, heart, it's way different. And so that's what happened. Like, God opened my eyes and allowed me to, like, truly believe it. And the it that I'm referring to is my identity and that the Holy Spirit is inside of me and what that really is and what that means. And so I'm just going to kind of go through this. Like, I'm just going to go through my notes so you'll hear pages flipping and turning and I'll be sifting through like with what I'm going to say. And so it kind of starts out with who you really are and who you really are is, you know, you have a body. They call it your earth suit. <laughs> it's your body. It has your five senses and it is the realm of your circumstances. Like your five senses pick up what your circumstances are bring them in your soul so you have body and your soul and your soul is your command center it is the home of your mind your will and your emotions and it is the decision maker your soul so mind will emotions that's the soul so body soul and then spirit is the final piece and your spirit if you're a christian is the part of you that is born again and that is Christ in you. They, they described it as you, you have a spirit. Everyone has a spirit. <clears throat> but when you're a Christian, when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit, um, which is God, like, um, how, did, how did they like best describe this? It was like he snatches your spirit, essentially. And, and it's his. And so that is now Christ dwelling in you. He dwells in you. And so that part of you is perfect. 
because that is God living inside of you. And that right there literally changed my, and it's so weird because I know that God's perfect, but the way they described it, it was, it was insane. It was like, God is in me. Yes. Okay. But they they made it so real And, and it was something more than me just hearing it. They made it real and it was God is in you and God is perfect. So this piece of you is perfect and I can have confidence and I have like a newfound confidence. I feel like I am like, like a warrior, like, like, like I'm a new man. Like now that I have this knowledge that I already knew, but now I like know and, and I just know it. Like I really know it. And so they went into that and they, you know, gave some scripture and, um, first Corinthians six seventeen, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And they talked about this oneness with God and how God is, um, in you and really what that means and how we are with Christ and it's Christ who lives in me and, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, here's a really good one. First John four seventeen which states love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is as jesus is so are we in this world and so just they just made it so real and it was so awesome and um they they went over two two things here and they described you or or me, you in Christ is your position. So I am in Christ. If you're a Christian, you are in Christ and that is your position. You are his child, an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. And they taught, you know, I am not defined by my circumstances or my physical appearance or any of those things. You are his child. You are an heir of God before anything before your name you are a child of god before anything you're a child of god and they, they kind of made a joke they're like instead of introducing us you know hi my name's Jarrett. i'm from missouri blah 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 they were like hi i'm a child of god and i am his heir and it, it was just kind of like a funny example but it was like yeah that's what it is and it was you are righteous you are sanctified and righteous was a, is a hard thing for me, I guess was, you know, a hard thing for me to grasp because I have such like a performance-based mindset that has to earn things. And so righteousness is very difficult and sanctified. Some those things are just difficult sometimes. But like now through all this, I have a way better understanding and a belief and a confidence in these things. You are blessed. You are his workmanship created for good works. You have boldness and access to the throne room of God. And all this is, um, n- none of this is really my own stuff. So I'll read some of my notes here and there, but this is all stuff that has been given to me. And a lot of this right now, I'm just going through scripture. You know, you are complete in him and you lack nothing. And God has given us everything we need to live a holy life. And then, so we talked about your position in Christ. So those things I just listed, all those, all those amazing things. 
And Christ in you is his position. So he dwells in you. That is his position. And the power is in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and gives you, or get, excuse me, gives life to your mortal body. Romans 8, 11. The kingdom of God is within you. The riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. Christians, saints, equal. Christ, the hope of glory is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. I love that verse so much. So good. God lives in us. That is his position. And in 2 Corinthians 5.17, one of the most popular verses. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And they talked about um, battles within the mind. And how they described it was... You have your spirit is the innermost, the innermost, and then your soul, and then your body. So from left to right, spirit, soul, body, three pieces. And so truth comes from your spirit, God, within you, through your soul. And so the, the goal is to get it out, right? to get it out and into your actions and to, you know, whatever out. It's supposed to get out, right? And so the truth has to go from your spirit and try to get to your body. However, our soul is the battleground because we have these lies and walls put up in our mind. And that is what, that is where... You make your decision if you are going to believe what the spirit brings forth or what your mind has already put in place. And it is very challenging and tricky. And so it was a good way to describe it. Like truth comes from the, the spirit, has to go through the soul to get out. Has to go through your mind, your will, your emotions to get out. And that's where the battle is lost or won. And so that honestly, like the way... Oh, Whew, I wish all of you guys could have been there. They they talk about <clears throat> David commanding his soul. Why am I why are you downcast? Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord. His mind, will, emotions aren't in the state that they need to be in, but David knows that he should be praising the Lord. So he commands his soul to praise the Lord. And it's like, whoa. I can do that. Soul, praise the Lord. You make your soul subject. You tell your soul what to do. Which is such a, it's a very interesting way of thinking, but it's, oh, it's so, it's just so amazing. <laughs> Repeat God's promises until your soul believes it. David knows what he's doing. He's, he's commanding his soul to do it. And so, yeah, wow. It, and, and they got into some other things, you know. We have eternal desires that can only be fulfilled by an eternal source. And I believe, was that night? I believe that was just night one. Oh, maybe, maybe this was, honestly, I can't remember. That might have just been night one. No, 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 no. I think I lied think this is also part of night one 
our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the first point was about taking taking the middle ground. And they use David and Goliath as an example. They had the Philistines on one side. And they had um, the Israelites on the other side. And there was a valley in between them. And the image is that they're, each of them are on a hill. And there's a valley in between. That's the middle ground. And there is confidence and power on one side. And there's fear, inadequacy on one side. And we compromise. And we take, we compromise and we allow things to stay in our mind. We allow, we allow so many things to take too much ground. And we don't keep it on the other side where we know we, we let it seep in a little bit. And we have to take the middle ground. We, we know the things that we struggle with or things we complain about, this you don't like about yourself, whatever it is. We complain, but there, there's no war. We have to make war on our soul. And kind of within this, there was sin and sin tolerance and how we tolerate too much sin and how we don't realize or understand the repercussions of not taking the middle ground and the lack of freedom that we have in not taking the middle ground and how we don't acknowledge or better would be understand the seriousness of our sin and and whether it's an addiction or something more obvious i guess but david cut off goliath's head right if you know the story david or if you don't know the story i guess david kills goliath with his slingshot and he goes over. He doesn't have a sword. So to ensure that Goliath is dead, he gets Goliath's sword, pulls it out, cuts his head off. To ensure victory. The enemy is always pursuing. The enemy is always pursuing. And that wasn't to, to be a scare tactic. But the enemy is always pursuing. And a great analogy the speaker gave was... How would I set my house if I knew I'd be attacked every night? And then the following question, how do I set up my spiritual life? And then I made some side comments. Am I wearing the armor of God? Am I making war on the middle ground? They said, close every door and throw away the key. David cut off Goliath's head to ensure that he was victorious. And our tolerance is way too high we are not cutting off enough heads is really what it is and we're not taking sin seriously enough said if i knew my house was going to get attacked every night how would i prepare probably pretty intensely i know i would be if oh i know i would oh man 
If you knew your house was going to be attacked every night, there'd be some serious, some serious booby traps going on. And yet, with our spiritual life, what are we doing? And we, we so the next point was breaking and building strongholds. So you have to break down the ones that are there, that are faulty, that are lies, that you have allowed to be built up. Those have to be broken down. Holy Spirit needs to reveal those to us. We need to break those down. We need to build up new ones. We need to believe that God has beaten the devil. We need to believe that God loves us with an everlasting, unconditional, unwavering love that doesn't come or go. It's always there. We need to make our shel- our shelves. <laughs> we need to make ourselves sure of these things and build up those kind of strongholds so that when lies come, we know exactly where to send them back. The next, so I think this is into today. Talked about grace and forgiveness. And, wow. Um, They talked about examples of their father loving us. And how much more our earthly, earthly father loves us. How God's grace comes in wave after wave. They played a video of an of the ocean on the shore. It just played probably like a minute or so. And it was just waves coming in. And the power of waves. Like if there was like a 10-foot wave coming at you, there is nothing you can do. That wave will toss you around and you will be... It, you got nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. And so that's God's grace. We come to him time and time and again. His grace is infinite. He has an infinite supply of grace available to us. And they talked, you know, about just God's grace. If we confess our sins, he is faithful just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And John 1.12, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And they, they did like a little uh, comparison here. Little little fancy word juxtaposition. How about that? I actually don't know if I use that right. Doesn't really matter. However, confess, believe, receive is the quote unquote um like recipe, I guess. And so how what's what combats confess confessing our sins is denying what combats belief or believing is doubt and what combats receiving is declining. We must receive. When we receive, we are released from our eternal debt. God is a loving, perfect Father who has infinite grace. The, there was an example. The speaker, this is a real life example. He was tied on money. They had some car issues. Really unfortunate. And so they needed they needed a new car. And so he asked his dad for a interest-free loan. <laughs> he wasn't ashamed. He needed money, so he went. He, he was, I think I said, 40 at the time. He asked for an interest-free loan from his dad. His dad 
happy to help. More than willing, more than more than happy to help. So they get the car. His dad, his dad waves the loan, waves his debt, and his son, the speaker, didn't beg to pay him. He didn't quarrel or fight with him. He just accepted it. He said, thank you, Father, for your gift. And that's, that's how we need to be. We need to just accept it. I, I, wrote, I took some notes here. The gift of grace was bought, paid for. Oh, this was actually um, not something that came from my mind, but I heard and I wrote down. The gift of grace was bought, paid for, and delivered. They use the example of a package, like an Amazon package. And how whenever, you know, this time of year, especially Christmas season, that some people steal packages. And so that's, that is the comparison here. The gift of grace was bought, paid for, and delivered. But if it is not received, if it is not taken, if the package is not brought into the house... Protected and held on tightly to. He can take it away. He being Satan. Can take it away. By having us feel guilt. Shame. Feeling that we're not good enough. Not righteous. Or any other lie. So. The same as a package. If we don't take it inside. It can be stolen. If we do not receive God's grace. No. It can. Not that it can be. Taken away per se. But that we aren't able to receive it if that makes sense because it has been substituted in a sense by a lie and they gave some great examples of grace you know Paul was Saul look at that that grace is insane the woman caught in adultery Jesus told her she is forgiven to sin no more she was caught in the act of adultery Jesus didn't shame her none of those things she told or he told her you are forgiven and sin no more another great example was that Adam and Eve when they sinned in the garden they knew they were naked because they ate of the fruit and God made them clothes right like God made them clothes he clothed them it was absolutely beautiful um this whole experience was one of the most freeing and amazing things they talked a lot about the freedom from shame and rejection and how we how some people have you know the fear of rejection perceived rejection how we have rejection of others and self-rejection all these things and i noticed that i could actually mark a lot of those things for myself and there was so much freedom in in those things and they were it was all rooted in these false beliefs that we have about ourselves and we were prompted to uh, to ask the holy spirit lord where is this coming from where holy spirit reveal in me where this false belief is I'll just list off some of the things. In the fear of rejection, there was perfectionism, anger or aggression, people-pleasing, 
and defensiveness. This is not an extensive list. Um, or perfectionism, anger or aggression, people pleasing, defensiveness, perceived rejection, was bitterness slash offense. There was isolation and loneliness, jealousy and competition, rebellion, rejection of others, which was more clearly defined as like self-protecting. And so in order to not be rejected, we feel the need to reject. So there was suspicion or mistrust, comparison, fear of failure, anxiety and worry, and self-rejection or shame, feeling unworthy. Insecurity, self-pity, poor self-image, depression. Those were the things listed. And they were, you know, prompted, like I said, to... When you get to the roots of where these come from, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us where the hurt has come from, and only then can we deal with it. And it, it was crazy. It, it, here we go. There's like they had a step by step, I guess, kind of process deal to make it more tangible. Invite him in and ask him to reveal, expose, and replace lies you have believed with his truth. The first step to living free is admitting your need for him, accepting the gift of his sacrifice that he offers us. The second step is to invite him in to sanctify you. The third step is to say yes to whatever he asks you to do. And then they kind of went into, Jesus has not rejected me. So whoever might have rejected you in the past, Jesus does not reject you. I am enough with God. And, and they kind of put some perspective in there. Jesus was separated from God just like we were. Um, which I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you hear these things, but when you hear them in certain situations, you're like, oh, wow. Um, what is my first response to conflict? And what does that say about my heart posture? What I truly believe about God or others or myself? The Holy Spirit shows me my false beliefs and broken pieces. Mm. They said how we put on dirty clothes per se in these lies it was god stripped me of my dirty clothes and put on new clothes new clean clothes father and like i said earlier after adam and eve felt shame god was loving enough to cover them god covered them when they felt shameful we talked about generational sins and how we need to repent for our family's sins which was quite eye-opening that our sins can affect our grandchildren which was crazy talked about us kind of having a sonship with Jesus and how in Mark 1 11 through 12 so as Jesus came out of the water he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice came from heaven and said you are my dearly loved son and you bring me joy great joy and i think i don't there are a couple of translations here i think that's like the new king james version i'm not entirely sure but a lot of versions that i know say well done my son you know i'm like well pleased with you but 
And, and Jesus had like no ministry at this point. Like he has done like nothing. Which is crazy to just see that God said that and, and the fact that he didn't even have really ministry. Mm. This is literally one of the most freeing moments and experiences and empowering moments. Oh man, I feel like such just like a new man. Mm. You are not second class. You are chosen by God. And then they said, um, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And, um, you know, I'm not like married. I'm not. So I was like, what do I write? I want to write something, but that is more applicable to me. So I said, I kind of drew from one of the previous conversations. And it was, as for me and my soul, we will serve the Lord. Commanding my soul to serve the Lord. Oh, I'm so grateful for those who spoke. Freedom through forgiveness. Um, and just how when we harbor unforgiveness, we are the real prisoner. I told a story. Oh my goodness, this story is crazy. There was a 24-year-old. Excuse me. Well, I'll start out with the 20. There was a 20-year-old girl. She was driving. And she got hit by a 24-year-old intoxicated man. Was killed instantly. And the guy, you know, went to jail. His sentence was like 22 years, I believe. And as you can imagine, the mother was just infuriated, heartbroken, just like I can't I can't even imagine. And after some time, I don't know if she was actually a believer or not. <clears throat> they they didn't make it super clear. But she was tired of feeling, you know, trapped by her unforgiveness. And so she went to the prison and she forgave that man. She went and forgave that man and the bond that those two have. He was in shock they were both able to start a healing process at that point. A little bit later, her and the family, they go and they fight for this man to try and get his sins reduced. And they cut it in half to 11 years. So they pleaded on behalf of this man who killed her daughter. And, oh, it was so beautiful. Oh my goodness, it was crazy. They talked about how, how if, like, forgiveness can be hard. And some people say, no, I, I try to forgive and it's just so hard. And they say, that's the problem. You're trying to forgive when you need to just decide to forgive. Oh, and I think that hits some people pretty hard. <laughs> um, God will not command us to do something without giving us the strength to do it. So in our un our desire to not want to forgive it's a commit we need to forgive you know how much how much must you forgive a brother seven times no 70 times seven we are commanded to forgive and god will give us the strength to do so they talked about father and mother wounds which was very good and healing for a lot of people 
and I had some some healing too. It was phenomenal. And they talked a lot about just how your heavenly father is perfect and how our earthly parents cannot be perfect. They will mess up. And how your heavenly father, if, if our earthly parents know how to give good gifts, then how much more is our heavenly father? And talked about honoring your parents, whether or whether or not they're honorable. Honor them nonetheless. And, oh, and then I guess kind of the last little bit they went into was living in freedom every day. And we're supposed to walk in step with the Spirit. You know, we found freedom in Christ. Praise the Lord. It's like, now what? Now you can never go back. N- never, never go back to what you were freed from. We must um, live in freedom every day. We have to abide in the Lord to live in freedom every day. To s- walk in step with the Spirit, to worship, to pray continually, to read the Bible daily, to listen to His voice, to trust and obey in God. If you have tongues, to speak in tongues every single day. I said that many have salvation but are wandering and are not being intentional. Don't be lost and wandering because you have no offense. You can't play defensive forever. You have to have offense. Your offense is worshiping, praying, reading the Bible, praying in tongues. And I just like a personal note, I put God didn't set me free these two days and reveal these things to me for me to play defense and for me to let these things continue to entangle me and trap me where i have to play offense play with this chip on my shoulder the perfect holy spirit of god god resides in me like wow it is amazing and crazy Mm. Mm. this was so good and that was you know most of most of everything. Oh, man, they even gave us a suggested resource list with books. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. They also gave us a... They gave us an answer key in case we missed any of the blanks to get filled in. They gave us a list of restaurants that were closed for when we had lunch breaks. Oh, man. This was literally one of the best things ever. And... If any of you are that are listening want to talk more about this, feel free to reach out. I usually promote this podcast on my Instagram. Um, but, yeah, I would love to continue to talk about this with anybody to just encourage them that the Lord is with them. Oh, man to encourage someone if they're not already to talk about what salvation would look like if they're not a christian to to see what that's about but wow i have never felt more free i don't think in my life and just and the lord has been just oh my goodness he's been working on me in so many areas i feel like if my i don't even know how to describe this but I feel like, you know, my soul, I don't even know if I'm going to say this right, but Jarrett, the innermost parts of Jarrett 
are being touched by God on every side, however many sides there are. He's touching every side right now to mold and shape. That's what it feels like. It feels like every part or every side or whatever it is is being touched by God right now. And like every aspect, like emotionally, just blah, 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 everything. Oh man, I just feel like, I feel like I'm on a table and God just has whatever tools he has. (laughs) And he's just going to town right now. And I, (laughs) I'm, I'm loving it. And I'm coming into things with an open heart. I'm coming in with things, God, during the forgiveness part, I was like, I don't think I have to forgive anybody, right? And just, and I was like, wow, God still did a lot through that. And just coming into things with an open mind, an open heart, not closed off, but open heart, God, there's always more. God, there is always more from you. You always have more to offer. You are an infinite God. You can give me more. God, I want more. What can I receive from you? Father, will I be attentive to your spirit and attentive to what those who you've put in this place are going to speak? Am I listening to their words? Am I being attentive? Am I taking notes? Am I being diligent and trying to learn? Am I living in a way that is honoring to you? Am I trying my best to live a life that honors you? Am I being intentional? Am I allowing you to take things from me, to strip me? Am I doing these things? And holy smokes, this has been absolutely spectacular. Now I really want to do Holy Spirit retreat with this newfound desire and confidence and understanding of the Holy Spirit and his role. The Holy Spirit will, the Holy Spirit retreat will, I'm hoping, give me even greater understanding of the Holy Spirit and his role in my life. Because these things that I know in my head, I don't quite fully understand or have fully experienced them. And so, wow, this is 40 minutes long. This is a long one. Um, but yeah, this has been, this has been so good. And I've been going through Genesis. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to start back over and figure it out. I'm just going back through the, I'm going to try and go back through the whole Old Testament just to get more knowledge in the Old Testament. Um, yeah, this has been so, so good. And God is so good. And he he loves us too much to keep us comfortable. If God kept us comfortable, we would never grow. Growing hurts sometimes and is painful. And one of the, the leaders there was describing how we're stripped naked in front of the Lord, almost. When we, when we feel that, it's like when we're getting, when we're growing, and where things are being revealed about us, it feels like we're naked and we're just so vulnerable. But that's where God does most of his work. Is, oh, oh my goodness. It feels so good to now be like clothed with these truths that has been spoken and that I have understood and grasped and kept hold of. And now I'm sharing it with others 
So when you hear this, hold on to it. Keep it tight. Don't let Satan take don't let Satan take it away. Don't let the thief take the package away from your front door. It was bought for. It was paid for. It was delivered. Accept God's grace. Mm, this was so good. Mm. Thank you all for listening. And I wish I wish you could have all been there to experience this. I wish you could have all been there to hear the wisdom and the teaching. So if you have any questions about this, please, 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 please reach out. Hope you all have a great day. I'll see you guys next time.